0: I want to focus really specifically on the past six years of your career from Siftrock to Peer Signal. Um, because I'm, I know that Siftrock was eventually acquired by Drift. I'm very familiar with Drift. A lot of people are familiar with Drift. And uh, I think that that's going to be a really relevant time frame specifically for this audience. So you want to just walk through like the past six years of, of your career?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I, I joined Siftrock as the, what Jason Lemkin calls the ex post facto co-founder meaning my uh, CTO co-founder had incorporated the company. He had built sort of the beta product. He had a couple of customers, right? And he was like, I need a business go-to-market co-founder to kind of take this to the next level or else I'm not sure I can do this. And uh, I had known Chris, who was the CTO founder, and we had started talking. I'd been kind of advising him. He was doing this as a side project. And then eventually I, I jumped in and so... It was, you know, I had the benefit of his hard work leading up to the, the point that I joined as co-founder, but, you know, then we sort of built this business from, you know, virtually zero to a little over a million ARR with, with zero capital. Um, we completely bootstrapped it. Um, and, you know, we were kind of cash flow positive, having a good time. And I, I met David Cancel and Elias, the founders at Drift. And they're like, hey, we really want to expand our platform. We want to get into email, come out to Boston and let's talk. And sort of one thing led to another and they ended up uh, offering to acquire the business. And, and we joined there and, and then I, and I spent some time at Drift. Um, yeah, do you, that's, that's sort of like maybe chapter one of the six, of the yeah. six years, the first uh, three-ish, two and a half-ish.
0: Yeah, that no, no, no. That's perfect for for that chunk of time. Now, walk me through a little bit of leading into into peer signal. Was this something that like um, that you were already digging into a little bit um, as you were still at Drift, or was it like okay, like you were ready to start a new chapter? You took some time off, and then it was just like a natural kind of interest that you started to dig more into.
1: Yeah. So I spent three years at Drift after the acquisition. I learned a ton. I had a great time there. And But I I always wanted to go back to to founding something, Um, and so I took a little bit of time off after that, but I started Signal as a way to just explore my curiosity, stay engaged in the B2B sales and marketing world, which is where I like to kind of spend my time and learn and create things. And uh, it's kind of morphed and evolved, and it, it didn't have sort of any commercial goals, it's still it pure signal still doesn't have any commercial goals i will not be like monetizing the community or the content there um but we're building basically a platform under that like all the plumbing all the stuff under the hood the software will become more of a traditional SaaS business i'm not sharing all the details of that yet but uh that idea was not present when I started peer signal. the really peer signal was just a way to learn and create and stay engaged. Um, but the hope was that we'd find something and eventually after many months of tinkering we did and and we're kind of now pursuing that more meaningfully.
0: Yeah, the uh, it's I can very much relate to just the whole the whole notion of like wanting to stay plugged in and there being a lot of things that you can potentially like, Dig into very specifically, and it seems like for you that's been uh, product-led growth, and specifically growth just in in, in the B two B world. Um, it, so I'll, I want to get into peer signal specifically, but before we do that, just because you know we talked about just like the past six years for you very briefly, because um, I wanted to get a little bit of a background for listeners. But um, for anyone who's listening, like you've been a part of a lot of different like founding projects and and. Acquisitions and that kind of stuff. And so I'm curious, like from your perspective, like when does a project turn into something more for you? Like you mentioned initially for Peer Signal, you know, it was initially just a way for you to kind of stay engaged, stay plugged in and learn a little bit more. Um, but it, it eventually turned into what Peer Signal is today. And I feel like there is usually like something like a switch of some kind where it's like, Oh, I want to do, I want to do something more with this. I want to invest more time. I think other people will really like this. So when does a project, like when does that actually make the flip? or flips the switch, however you want to say. How, how does that work for you?
1: Yeah, and this this is the first time I've gone about it this way, which is just sort of like meandering, mm. <laughs> wandering around, hoping to find something, hoping the universe will expose, you know, a longer term, bigger opportunity. Like I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to build a company because like I see myself as an entrepreneur and an operator. I love building products and teams. So ultimately that's where I wanted to get to. But yeah, this was the first time I've kind of just said, All right i'll start like making content and building an audience before i sort of had an idea of like problem solution company team none of those things were in place at the onset so i think where it where it flipped was number one my cto co-founder getting engaged like that was key because um you know i've just i've founded this is my fourth company and Every time, like the most important factor in happiness and success is the early team and especially the co-founders. And so that piece was key. And then the other piece was just seeing people respond or seeing kind of inbound demand or having more conversations that sort of started to lean in more of a business direction, right, where people were looking at what we're doing with Peer Signal and saying, hey, you know, there's stuff here that I think if you did a little bit more, if, uh, you know, you, you expanded what you're doing, that it would help me with this business problem over here and starting to see those patterns. So I think those were the two things, like feeling like I had the founding team and then feeling like we were getting onto a problem that we could build a business around.
0: I'm also seeing a lot of like the, a lot of like the build in public kind of uh methodology kind of with, with what Peer signal is doing as well, which I love. I love that whole concept of people identifying, I don't know if it's a problem but identifying something interesting in your case like like there's a lot of really interesting insights that peer signal is able to to uh, to show people mm-hmm. and you sharing kind of like what you're learning along the way as you're building the business that's something that I feel like has really only gotten more prominent in the past few years people just really like um, sharing more being like a lot more transparent about the business that they're that they're creating how they're going about it the why um is that something that's been unique for you and that like this kind of go around with a company or were you kind of similar uh with some of the other companies that you founded as well it's been similar
1: in the past actually I've really always, i've always liked that approach yeah my two companies ago i i back in 2010 i was co-founder of a company called simply measured in the social media analytics space and spent a long time building and growing that company. And we started as Untitled Startup, literally untitledstartup.com, Untitled Startup Inc. was our incorporated name. And so we, we took a similar approach where we we're like very community first, audience first, um, you know, engage with the people we want to serve and try to learn. We had more of a direction of what we were trying to build than I did with Peer Signal, admittedly, like Pure signal will not be like the name of the SaaS product that I'm shipping, and like it's it's so separate from ultimately where I'm I'm going. Uh, it just has the common like plumbing and underpinnings, um, and you know it'll continue to be something that I do, like even when we have a commercial product out. Um, so they're they're different, but the same in some ways.
0: Okay, yeah, love that. Is the um I, I do want to talk about peer signal a little bit more, and so this is actually a really good segue. Um, I'm curious, just how how are companies using peer signal today? That are the most common use cases for peer signal. So that's the first part of this coming question. The second part is how are you hoping that it's being used in the future? And I know that you just mentioned that you you want to keep a couple of like the finer details. Uh, private for now but if, if there's like a little bit of like a broader kind of uh, I don't know kind of a picture that you can that you can paint of like what the future might hold for Pure signal or the product that you're trying to build
1: yeah so I want I want Pure signal. I'll separate this and I, I'm I'm being I'm being vague and confusing about it but because I haven't <laughs> I figured it asking. all out to be honest I haven't figured it out in my own mind yet that's cool. but, I, but I think there's sort of like you know if we came back and in two years we had a conversation, right? I think I'd be able to tell you about two things. I'd be able to tell you about pure signal, which is what it is today. But in two years, I hope it's 10x bigger, 10x more valuable, right? Everything's just going farther with the exact idea and concept that it has today, it's just more better. And then I'll have a SaaS product that sort of has the shared plumbing and underlying technology that's hopefully making a great business and we're doing revenue and we're growing and serving customers in that way. And so I do see these things very separate. Um, So, you know, just like you might see, you saw like Zapier acquire MakerPad or HubSpot acquire the hustle. Like I think it's really interesting to see SaaS companies own and operate kind of community or media properties and not really use them to hard sell their product, but use it to build credibility and to engage with the, persona or the customer that they want to serve. And that's like the model that I want, except I just want to build both pieces from the ground up and not have to acquire the community in five or 10 years. (laughs) So that's maybe a little crazy to try to build like a media company and a tech company all at once, Uh but it just feels right to me in today's climate. And I had the advantage of like starting the media company organically following curiosity and having that get some momentum before I had even figured out the tech company. Mm-hmm. So funny enough, I'm like farther along in the media company.
0: Well, it's because you started I, there, yeah.
1: I started there because that was it, just exploring my curiosity. Um, and so, yeah, what I want to do with Peer Signal is just kind of keep going with, with what it is. And the, the use cases are really broad ranging from people like you in competitive Intel wanting to look at their market to people looking for jobs. Like, hey i really want to work in a fast growing hot plg company i need to go Mm -hmm. see like who's hiring these roles to just general benchmarking like go-to-market leaders that want to understand you know like what's figma doing in this area what is you know Maze's pricing strategy like however they want to like break down their world and look at their peers we have a lot of data they can use to just come in and get quick inspiration
0: yep absolutely and i can i can attest it's an awesome tool for competitive Intel for sure. And for benchmarking too. I mean, like that's one of those things that a lot of people, you know, don't really think about like with competitive Intel. It's just that like, you don't have to be like specific competitors with another company, like offering the exact same service or product in order to like compare yourself against somebody, Um, especially to companies that you might aspire to be like in the future. That's definitely one of those great use cases that I've personally found with peer Signal. It's just like that benchmarking piece of like, where do we want to go in, in the next uh, two to three years? And like, what are those companies doing right now? So totally uh, can see that use case. You offer a couple of different data sets right now that anybody can access. There's the PLG and the B2B growth data sets. What's an interesting difference between these two data sets of PLG and B2B growth data sets that you've noticed between those two companies in the lists?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So I um, I'll, I'll, give, I'll set the stage a little bit on how we construct the two indexes. So the PLG index is like very carefully curated. Like somebody on the internet or our team has looked at it and thinks this is a PLG company, and then we're crawling their websites and aggregating a bunch of other data to help enrich that and understand like what tactics are they using between free trial, free plan, you know open source, those kinds of things. So PLG data set is PLG. B2B, that index includes PLG companies, but the filter criteria for that is 30 to 3,000 employees with positive year over year headcount growth. And so it has a mixture in there of more sales led, like traditional go to markets with the product led companies. So you do get this nice comparison of like the pure PLG, you know, PLG native companies of all sizes against this like high growth B2B set. Um, I'd like to also have more like a general B2B set later so that you sort of have b2b high growth b2b and then plg so coming soon Mm -hmm. um there's a couple differences so the plg companies do have smaller sales teams but it's not as much as you'd think right so they that's that's one key difference um that i found and then another is they're they're much more um forward leaning on community like they have owned communities at a higher rate they're hiring community uh managers or community leaders at a higher rate so those are like two big themes that I've been pulling on, which is the difference in how their sales teams look in terms of size and allocation, and then want to go deeper into how they're organized and the specific roles. And then also this idea of like building community, which I haven't totally wrapped my head around it, but I think it's something super interesting that the
0: product led companies do well. Yeah. And the community piece is something I'm super interested in as well. There's a lot of folks that I've, uh already had interviews with on this podcast or that i'm planning on having interviews with that are specifically like community minded like that's their job the things that they're um dedicated to doing 100 and i I think that's a really fascinating trend that we're seeing lately and i so i have peer signal uh pulled up right here next to me because i also want to just share like some of the other data points that that y'all have like different departments the different department headcounts. You have the pricing pages. You have the go-to-market strategy. All the different offers that they're uh, that they're uh, putting uh, like as a CTA on their pages. Uh, the different content and communities. And so, for anyone that's listening and is trying and is like in this space, trying to learn more about their specific industry, about their specific competitors, or about like I'd mentioned before, other companies that maybe you're just aspiring to be like. You know, yeah. you, it could be like uh, Gong, or it could be like uh, Figma, Mural. Like we have like these very like high growth kind of brand names, and you can actually see and dig in. Like, what are the things that they're uh, like? What's the makeup of the company right right now? The kind of thing, and like, what are the things that they're clearly like investing in in order to continue growing? I think that that stuff is super interesting. One other thing that I wanted to specifically chat with you about is uh, on uh, Peer Signals company page on LinkedIn, you have one specific statement which really stood out to me, which I love. Um, Its peer signal is data plus examples sans advice. And I think that that's so uh, interesting because most startups today have very strong opinions, make very bold statements to stand out, you know, especially, you know, there's so many companies out there today. And so like you have to make these kind of bold statements in order for people to pay attention to you. And you're taking the complete opposite direction with signal. I love it personally, Um, but I'm curious, right? So what led to that decision for you?
1: Why do you love it? I think that's the answer lies in that.
0: I I think I kind of know, but you know, it's like, I just, I just wanted to get your take. I love it because it's, it's so different, right? So it's almost like people are trying to figure out like, what is their different hot take? And sometimes I think it, you know, that can lead to, um, I don't know, just being like outlandish for the sake of being outlandish right. kind of a thing. Right. And um, so in either case, I like it because you're just choosing not even really to play that game. You have a ton of data to offer the world. You can say like really interesting things, but you don't have to like actually like tell people like a direction to go in. Exactly. Um, so that's yeah, why I, mean, I like it. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think there's other people like you and me who Who like that, right? Who like research and data and want to sort of form our own conclusions? And you know, I'm trying to when I write or publish stuff. I obviously I try to put conclusions or takeaways in there, but I also just try to like, you know, here's all the data. Like here's every company that we could find with a free trial. And however you want to slice it or cut it, and like draw your own conclusions, find your own role models. It's it's how I like to learn. And I know you're big on positioning and competitive intel. And I I think like I always like to think positioning first, no matter what I'm doing, even though this is a free resource. Right. Like I'm not trying to monetize it. Um, I still thought of positioning like what is what's unique? What is it that I'm latching onto here that's causing people to sign up for this and grow? And I sort of zoomed back, back to the world and I thought, okay, on the one hand, you have like the impartial independent research houses like Gartner and Forrester. And then on the other hand, you have like a ton of people in social media who a lot of them are super smart and have great things to say and can write the best pithy tweets about like what you should do or what strategy is the best. And I was like, well, what if you could take the sort of research house approach, but then have like a a higher cadence and like a more accessible sort of like the social media side. And I just thought that was missing. And I thought that, you know, you have vendors doing research a lot, but It's always like slanted toward what they're trying to prove. And so I just thought, okay, I'm just going to like collect data on things that I think are interesting and then like package up whatever comes out of that and not have a particular thing I'm trying to push. Right. Like I'm not selling product led sales software or anything to help PLG companies specifically nor do I have plans to. I just think that that's interesting and that's like what the world wants to hear about. And I think that's how like Gartner would approach it. They'd be like, what does our audience want to hear about? They wouldn't be like, how do I like write the thing that's going to help me sell a certain piece of software?
0: I also noticed too that um, it completely removes you from uh, any accusations of being biased, you know, because you're not taking any sort of, uh, any sort of like commissions from different companies to like conduct research reports. You're not... Um, taking any sort of uh, of contracts to like get anybody like on a specific grid or anything like that. I personally think that like G2, um, Gartner, Trust Radius, I think those are all fantastic businesses and I use them for, um, for, for my own personal benchmarking and for competitive intel as well. But I do know that that feedback is also out there, that some people don't like G2 or Forrester. For those specific reasons, they might say like, oh... I feel like uh, some of like the what they're reporting might be biased, and in either case, what I think you're doing is awesome because it completely removes you from that conversation. It's just pretty much like, hey, here's the data um, in a very curated, um, easy to digest fashion, and you can come to your own conclusions and figure out what makes sense for your business. And so, yeah, I think that that's super smart. What? Um, what in turn i know that you know we already kind of covered what's next for um peer signal slash your secret vague other project (laughs) uh what what in terms of like you know company growth or anything like that do you you have any specific plans of like trying to hire somebody or anything like that
1: yeah so i'm working with a co-founder cto um we're also so i am specific to peer signal and like building that audience and community and expanding on the data sets we have Expanding the types of content we create. I'm thinking about different models there. Like, if I found the perfect person to hire full time tomorrow, I would do it. Uh, but I'm also thinking about like I'm working with one person who is going to be a guest analyst, and that would be like on a contract. And if it works, I'm like, hey, can you come do this? You know, once a quarter or once every couple months, and like we'll pa- we'll supply the data. I'll help you package it. Like, and that's been really fun. So I'm I'm really looking for people who would want to get involved in some way and who would where we could help lift their profile up to our audience and where they could help us like take a different angle on the data or present an interesting learning. Anybody with kind of an analytical mind that geeks out on B2B sales and marketing would be, uh, it'd be fun to me, for me to work with people in all kinds of different capacities.
0: Nice, yeah, it'd be an awesome opportunity. Adam, this is, this is an awesome conversation, lots of great insights. Uh, where can people find you if they wanna learn more about you or Peer signal? Probably LinkedIn is
1: the, the place I'm most active. Um, and it's just Adam Schoenfeld on LinkedIn. You can email me, adam at pure signal.org works.
0: Um, yeah, that's probably the best two ways. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And thanks again for jumping on the podcast. Thanks for having me.